Welcome back to the News Cycle. I'm Noah Meyer, and today is Monday, October 16th. Today, Rowan Rising and I will be having a conversation about doxing. And later, Boyan Choi will talk with art teacher Kyle Monholland about his recent experiences with doxing. Finally, Lewis Williams talks about transgender rights. First of all, Noah, can you explain what doxing is and how it's harmful? Yeah, for sure. So doxing is when you target someone or a group of people, and it stands for dropping documents, which contain a target's personal information, such as an address, place of work, unconsented photos, and it's usually used to expose or harass people, and it's considered a form of cyberbullying, but to the extreme. And although it's not technically illegal, it could contribute to other criminal offenses like harassment, stalking, intimidation, identity theft, or incitement to violence. And I think we've seen a rise in doxing, especially with the advent of social media, which I think, Rowan, we've seen a lot in the past how doxing has just become so much easier nowadays when everybody is online and everyone's connected. No, for sure. We can definitely see that in even recent events in Davis. For instance, when the Moms for Liberty group leaked a librarian's security ID, correct? Yeah, so like in that situation with the library, there was when they're like going around like filming their little video as a librarian is kicking them out where they bring the camera over and they like put his the camera over his ID and you can see like his name, his face and like his ID basically. And it led to I think even some bomb threats were directed at him. And then even further, and the leader of Moms for Liberty recently went to the Davis Highs back to school night for parents and took pictures of the teachers who had you know, pride flags in their windows and posted it on our social media, which was kind of targeting. And you could see in the comments that people were getting like violent. They were like, some comments were extremely, you know, harmful and could be threatening. And and not only were those posts like not even taken down, they were also like amplified by other like larger accounts that kind of made the doxing even worse almost. Yeah. And I think they were posted by the the libs of TikTok, libs of TikTok which is a major uh, account on TikTok, which gains a lot of attention and a lot of support from people who are typically against the progressive ideas. So, Noah, I'm a big believer in actions have consequences. What consequences do you think doxing should have? There should be a pretty severe punishment because at that point you're like making like an effort to ruin someone's life. Because like realistically, like what's going to come out of that when you're putting someone's name out in the public? You're probably you're expecting like their life to get like messed up. Mm-hmm. So I think there should be like a pretty severe punishment. What's the current like California law right now around that? So California penal code 653.2. If the action would likely to incite or produce a unlawful action, you can get a fine up to a thousand dollars or that fine and imprisonment. So I feel like that's a pretty good consequence, though I don't know. I think it depends on case to case because it largely depends on are you publishing it to people who are going to take action based on the information you share. I think that definitely, I feel like it's a little light because up to one year in jail and a fine of up to $1,000, I feel like that's a light maximum. Because at the point, like if my life is ruined, I would like you to spend like a little more than one year in jail. You know what I'm saying? That's true. It feels really light given the like effect of what is happening it's hard though because it's not illegal i think you're hitting on like a huge part of like why it's so hard to get a punishment is because like the law we're reading from right it never says the word doxing right it talks about like criminal like harassment so it's really hard to nail down what a punishment should be when you don't even have like the word in the law Mm -hmm. right definitely not a perfect solution it's definitely not a perfect solution because you know some people and it's just going to go on notice, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Next up, we have Boyan Choi with Mun Holland's story and the issues that he's faced with doxing. The traumas, the troubles, the tribulations that doxing causes is monumental. It is considered a serious crime, and violators can be fined and in some occasions, even imprisoned. However, in the case of the doxing incidents for Davis High teachers, it wasn't classified as illegal. Our teacher Kyle Munhollen was one of the many teachers who were violated this way. You could call it like doxing light. Uh, so my full name and my classroom number and then the flags in my window were put on TikTok and on Twitter, uh, unbeknownst to me and without my permission. Even if the disclosure of Monholland's room number wasn't bad in legal standards, the effects it has had is detrimental. But to have it kind of cast out of my realm of control to an audience that is not as accepting or sympathetic, uh, who are then you know making really nasty comments online, like yeah, it's unsettling. In fact, students feel scared, and their parents are especially worried. There are students I know who have been kept home by their parents because they didn't feel safe uh, coming to school on a day when there's a bomb threat. Some people take extreme measures in trying to force their beliefs onto other people, and Monholland doesn't understand their aggression. He believes that whatever helps students feel more comfortable in class should happen. I had a student a couple of years ago who knew I had a pride flag in the classroom ask if I would be willing to hang a trans flag as well. and. You know, my first instinct would say, sure, but then I asked them, just followed up, like, well, what would that mean to you for that to be in my classroom? And they said it meant absolutely everything, that they hadn't seen it before. And so that just made it a no-brainer. It was an easy answer to say, I can, you know, $8 flag or, or whatever it is to make that much of a difference in one student's life and comfort at school. Um, of course, it's the easy thing to do. Even with the stress and fear that Monholland and his students are feeling, many community members are still supportive of the pride flag. And I'll start just by saying that the school district, from the superintendent all the way down to our on-site admin, Dr. Geigel, and all the vice principals and counselors, have been exceptionally supportive. We've seen more flags on campus, and it's um, harder to single out one person when everybody's involved. Uh, the school district has provided resources for anybody who feels threatened to scrub their personal information from the internet. The true frightening thing is that Doxing can happen to anyone. Even with precautions taken into account, there's no way to truly prevent doxing from happening to someone. For the news cycle, this is Poyan Choi. Finally, we have Lewis Williams with a package about transgender rights. From an email with the subject line, we will bomb DJUSD schools. You people are f- cancers, and we're going to stop this, removing one tumor at a time. We're here to send a message to the entire DJUSD school board. Do not with us. This bomb threat came from an unidentified organization that has recently targeted the DJUSD community as well as schools and public offices on multiple occasions. Although this group remains unidentified, it is clear, however, from the language used in the threats that this group holds strong anti-trans beliefs and targets the district because of its teaching and acceptance of LGBTQIA+. Davis Police and the FBI qualified these threats as an act of domestic extremism. However, it's important to note now that there have been no threats for the past few weeks and everyone is safe. DJUSD schools uphold standards for equality among the transgender community. A board meeting took place after the threats to address the extremist message and safety of our schools. On the same note, I think I mentioned to you before that I'm working with other leaders in Yellow County for the Yellow County School Board Association to create a resolution 
in support, to affirm our support of the LGBTQAI plus students, families, and community. So we're working on that to have a um, countywide resolution. That was the president of the Board of Education for DJUSD, Leah Dara, sharing her work on finding a solution to these discriminatory issues. The LGBTQIA community is celebrated within the district, and it is of the utmost importance to keep everyone safe. The Davis High LGBTQIA fact sheet states, Our resolution aligns with California law and DJUSD's non-discriminatory harassment board policy and administrative regulation. These policies are in place to stop bullying and harassment of any kind, especially with support to the LGBTQIA community. At our high school, the importance of everybody being welcomed is emphasized. Through clubs, activities, and classes, there is representation coming largely from the student body and teachers so everyone can feel welcomed at Davis High. For the news cycle, this is Lewis Williams. And that's a wrap for today's episode. The News Cycle is a production of the Blue Devil Hub in association with the Davis Enterprise. Daniel Ruiz Jimenez writes our theme music. The program is hosted by Rowan Rising and Noah Meyer. And today's producer is Camille Reyes-Rojas. And our executive producer is Sean Campbell. We're trying to grow our listener base. Don't hesitate to share the News Cycle with your friends. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on the web at bluedevilhub.com and check out our social media accounts. We're on Instagram at Blue Devil Hub and on Facebook at the Blue Devil Hub. Don't miss our radio broadcasts Monday at 5 and Tuesday at noon on 95.7 KDRT. We'll see you next week.